decision to establish the Canadian Sustainable Tea Standards Board included strong support from the market. Hi, I'm Prab Banga. And I'm Adam Borgatti. Welcome to the Road to Net Zero. Acon's Sustainability Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. It's coming to that time of year when we start thinking about reporting and all of our disclosure requirements heading into the next year. And although not necessarily uh, a topic that we normally address on this podcast, we want to make sure that we are ticking all the boxes for our reporting requirements and one of the most important ones being regulatory reporting and compliance. So although this time of the year is not the most exciting part of my role as a sustainability professional, but it definitely is one of the most important. 2023 has been a year of new rules, regulations being announced about sustainability disclosures. In Europe, for example, there is a lot of announcements this year about the additional mandatory sustainability disclosures for publicly traded companies. And we saw more and more companies aligning to reporting frameworks like TCFD and SASB, the alphabet soup. There it is again, the alphabet soup, as we like to call it, of sustainability reporting frameworks. So last year, for example, episode five, uh, we featured WestG from the Works design, which provides a good overview of the various reporting frameworks. Staying on this topic today, we're going to be talking about the newly formed International Sustainability Standards Board, or ISSB, which was formed under the International Financial Reporting Standards Board, IFRS. The goal of IFRS is to make public company financial statements consistent, transparent, and easily comparable around the world. And the intent of ISSB then was to apply these same principles to sustainability reporting with the goal of also making it consistent, transparent, and easily comparable. So that's right, listeners, not since the 2016 Ben Affleck and Anna Kendrick blockbuster hit The Accountant has the accounting world been thrust into such a spotlight here. Well, there's that pop reference, Adam. Well, if you've seen that movie and know the plot, you'll also know that that's definitely one that could have used greater transparency in their reporting practices. And that's exactly why ISSB was brought to the sustainability world. It's really to bring that greater transparency around reporting. And to help us understand the adoption of ISSB in Canada, we have with us today Charles Antoine Saint-Jean, the newly appointed and first ever chair of the Canadian Sustainability Standards Board. Charles Antoine joined CSSB with extensive standard setting and leadership experience, most recently serving as the Regional Director, Americas with the International Financial Reporting Standards Foundation. In this position, he assisted with the implementation of the International Sustainability Standards Board, ISSB, operations in Montreal, Quebec. His career also spans across working with Ernest & Young, retiring as a national managing partner in June 2017, and served as the interim president and CEO of Canadian Professional Accounting, CPA Canada, where he initiated and led the bid proposal that led to the ISSB choosing Canada as a location from where it develops new standards. Charles Antoine also served as the chair of Canada's Public Sector Accounting Board, the Ontario Government Internal Audit Committee, and many not-for-profit boards. Welcome to our podcast today, and thanks for joining us, Charles Antoine. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. So, Charles Antoine, could you start by describing the newly established CSSB and the role it's going to play in sustainability disclosures in Canada? Yes, uh, thank you very much for the question. So, so uh, about the board, the, C, the decision to establish the Canadian Sustainable Tea Standards Board included strong support from the market, voice from across the country and across all industry sectors, and preparers, investors told us that this was the right move. Canada has really taken a, um, a lead in establishing a national sustainable tea standard board, similar to Japan and Korea. And we hope to be a model to see for how other countries can interact with the ISSB. 
We also wanted to, to uh, make Canada an easier place to invest for Canadian investors and market participants, but also to attract foreign direct investment that will help further develop our economy and help fund the CD the transition. So a common set of standards will help companies to achieve sustainability goals in a way that will make them more attractive to investors. But our role itself, we do set the standards in Canada and we work with the ISSB and the Canadian stakeholders to adopt the ISSB Global Baseline Standard fit for Canada. Support the ISSB. We also support the ISSB in developing their new standards and ensuring that Canadian voice and point of view are heard during the international standard development process. And we also to say, uh, consider specific needs to Canadian environmental, social, and economic landscape. So, and in a nutshell, this is what we do and this is uh, our role. Thank you for that overview. Another announcement that was made this year in June was that the ISSB announced their new standards for sustainability reporting that will come into effect in 2024. Could you describe what these new standards are? So the ISSB standards, you know, the S1 and S2 that were just uh, issued, allow companies and investors to standardize on a single global baseline of sustainability disclosures for the capital markets with any additional jurisdictional requirements being built on on top of this global baseline. And that's what we call the building block approach. IFRS S1 requires companies to see to communicate the sustainability risk and opportunities they face over the short, medium, and long term. The requirements are designed to ensure that companies provide investors information relevant to decision making. IFRS S2 set out to see the specific climate-related disclosure and is designed to be used to see with IFRS S1. Both standards are based on the recommendation of the TCFD Task Force on Climate-Related Financial Disclosure. IFRS and S1 and S2 are also built to end on consolidated TCFD recommendation, the SASB standards, the CDSB framework, the integrated reporting framework, and the World Economic Forum metrics Streamline sustainability disclosure. Consolidation of all let's see, this alphabet soup will help let's see, companies to benefit from their investment they've all been made in sustainability disclosure while reducing the alphabet soup of sustainability disclosure. That's outstanding. I love that you're adopting our term here as well. Uh, you, <laughs> yes, you know, indeed. It, it's so important. Uh, you know, half of my uh, role here as well is dealing with ACON's public shareholders on the investor relations side and trying to come up with an explanation or a discussion around uh, how we compare to others has always been a challenge because there have been no standards and there has been no common ground to uh, speak about these things on. And so I think getting to uh, a level playing field that we're able to actually report on is going to be quite welcome. Obviously, lots of these discussions center around materiality. And so how do you think these new standards will impact how companies approach this from a materiality perspective? So the um, fact the IFRS Foundation is very, very much consistent, uh, both for the International Accounting Standard Boards, which create the, the uh, IFRS accounting standards, and the ISSB, which uh, use both the same definition of materiality. The, the real focus is meeting the information needs of investors. The definition of materiality of information is judged in relation to whether omitting, misstating, or obscuring that information could reasonably be expected to influence decisions of primary users of general purpose financial reports would provide information about a specific reporting entity. So same definition. Some committee might ask, 
how do I know what substantially uh, sustainability related risk and opportunities could affect my entity prospect? Well, to help companies identify sustainability related risk and opportunities, the ISSB requires that company consider the SASB standard as a very useful starting point. And the SASB standards enable companies to learn what topics could be reasonably expected to affect the entity's cash flow, access to finance, or cost of capital over the short, medium, and long term. These SASB standards were built via robust to process would include expertise from people in the industry, academia, and users of financial information. SASB offers sustainability disclosures for 77 different industries. So the ISSB standards also allow entities to refer to other standing standards and bodies whose requirement meet the same information need. That include other bodies of work like the GRI or the CDSB listed framework application guidance to the extent that they still meet the ISSB standard. So in a nutshell, let's say materiality is both the same for the accounting and for the sustainability standards. So it's, it's not a new concept for preparers of financial information and for investors. Hopefully that, that will help. That definitely helps. And I just have a follow-up on that. So we at ACON also align our materiality to the SASB, specifically the construction sector um, supplement. And so will there be an expectation that companies continue to follow the materiality assessment that's done by SASB or are companies expected to do their own materiality assessment as well? It's always the preparers that need to make their own assessment. They're, they're the, the organizations that are best placed to, uh, to make to see this assessment. But don't forget that in a few years from now, those, uh, those reports will also be auditable and will need to be audited. So, say the preparers will need to see to make their own materiality assessment and have this discuss with their auditors. So, um, sure, so the, uh, the preparers um, will have the driver's seat to see, but will need to be able to stand the test of auditability. Okay, so moving on to the to the next question. So, Canada's regulatory bodies determine the mandatory application rules of standards for publicly listed companies. Can you share what sort of role the CSSB has when it comes to working with regulators? So currently, the IFRS sustainability disclosure standards are not mandatory in Canada. It's only the regulators that can make it mandatory. So until further discussions or decisions are made, the standards would apply to whomever choose to use them on a voluntary basis. However, they may in the future, and we are working very closely with all the CSAs and the provincial regulatory body to ensure that they have the information they need from us as they consider these new standards. Here's how the decision might look like it should be made. Step one, the CSSB will review the ISSB global baseline standard for use in Canada. And as part of this process, the CSSB will consider whether further requirements are needed to see to reflect Canadian interests or in priorities. And step two, Canada's regulators and legislators will consider whether and over what time frame the CSSB standards should be mandated. So it's going to be a two-step process to, say, to, uh, to adopt those in Canada. But it's the regulators that say, are the, the, those say, that make the call at the end of the day. Gotcha. No, that's super helpful. Thanks so much. Listen, it's been extremely enlightening hearing all of your experience and ability to provide uh, new standards and new uh, frameworks to what we're all hoping is going to really standardize the industry. I guess a couple questions to close things off here. Given how many councils and regulatory agencies and, and bodies you've governed or chaired in the past. Hopefully this is one of the coolest ones for you uh, as you move forward with it. 
And can you share some of the CSSB's initial discussions when it comes to the question of endorsement and adoption and those sorts of areas as it relates to the standards in Canada? Yes, of course, with pleasure. So, so the, um, I think it may be uh, best be answered by going back to our role. So right now, we are focused on the adoption of the ICSB global baseline without major change, which could compromise the goal of global baseline. So I've just uh, maybe a word of this. You know, the, the ICSB was created to create a global baseline. So we've had to be very careful in adding, subtracting the C2 that, uh, that, uh, that, that global baseline. So um, um, we're going to be trying to see to adopt it to see without major changes. So we're also focusing on supporting the ICSB and developing their new standards ensuring to see that Canadian voices are heard during the international standard development process. For example, to the CSSB staff, our leading Canadian consultation when it comes to the two ICSB projects that will have an impact on Canada, the ICSB agenda priorities and a proposed update to the CSSB standard. And we just, uh, we're just about to uh, file say, our response to the ICSB on, on, uh, on the priorities. And then we also consider specific needs for our social and economic landscape, which may lead to the uh, deliberate on whether or not say, there's a need to see for new or additional standards. An example of this can be seen in our commitment to the Indigenous reconciliation, which is very important for Canada. is an example of where we might we may need to see to a standard specific to our country needs sooner than, than that of the international community. But on that. We might also want to work to see with some fellow standard setters to see in um, Australia, in New Zealand, and in Brazil, maybe to come up to see what the standards that could be also used to see for other countries. So um, this is let's see where the initial discussion that we have at the moment to see on um, on various standards. Well, thank you so much, Charles Antoine, for joining us today and sharing your thoughts. I know CSSB is very busy right now, especially with the consultations that you were doing. We uh, got the opportunity to be a part of one of those. But thank you for taking the time out and and sharing your thoughts and and sharing um, where sustainability reporting will be headed in the Canadian market. Good. So thank you very much again for having me today. And if I can help you to say what further information to say will be truly my pleasure. Thank you very much again, Mrs. and best wishes. Awesome. Thank you so much. So it was good to get that overview of the new ISSB sustainability disclosures. Um, we'll see when they come into effect in, in Canada. But one thing I think that they will definitely help with is just bringing about more transparency around sustainability disclosures and consistent reporting. In 2023, we heard a lot about this concept of ESG backlash and investors feeling that they don't have access to consistent information um, that's comparable. Um, And I think the ISSB standards will definitely help to address some of those concerns. No question. And it's actually great to see such an accomplished guy who's done so much uh, in the market, you know, obviously serving on lots of boards and being very successful in the field, take this on and demonstrate Canada's role in the ecosystem of being an early adopter and and very early in the um, approach to this. So kind of nice to see that we are among the leaders uh, taking this on. You know, from my perspective, as I said to Charles Antoine earlier, trying to have a conversation with investors about sustainability standards, how we differentiate ourselves, what our goals are, has always been a challenge because there are no benchmarks. And so while we've always just taken our path and not tried to get caught up in any of these, too many of these reporting standards, I think this will certainly help the the industry as a whole. 
Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see also for companies in Canada what the uptake will be like and also how it will be enforced. We never had anything around sustainability disclosures being mandatory in, in Canada before. It's, it's really been more prevalent in, in the European markets where it's been mandatory. So that'll be interesting to see once the CSSB starts to look at making it mandatory in Canada. Us at ACON, we, we usually start working on a report uh, around this time, and we are going to look at being early adopters of ISSB and really integrating it into our sustainability reporting disclosures, our sustainability report, and aligning it with our financial disclosures, which is one of the recommendations of the standards. Yeah, I think it'll be great, and hopefully it'll dedicate our team's resources in areas that are a bit more predictable and standardized across the, the industry. I mean, right now it's sort of death by a thousand cuts. We've got so many of our team members having to respond to various surveys that come in and you know be proactive in, in all of these things, gather data that it really is, is selective based on who's reaching out. And so if we can get to a point of consistency and repeatability every year that's also integrated with our results, I think it's it's net benefit for everyone. Yep, exactly. And I probably should go now and start working on that report. Good luck, everyone who is starting the report process as well. Uh, good luck with producing your reports. Take care, all. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Acon Group Inc. for more updates and teasers about upcoming episodes. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Google, or Spotify podcasts. Until next time, thanks for listening to our Road to Net Zero podcast. <music>